everybody. We are back here on Mining Stock Daily. Going to end the day with a corporate update from Millennial Precious Metals and CEO Jason Kosek. Millennial Precious Metals trades on the TSX Venture with MPM and on the OTCQB with MLPMF. Jason, good to have you back on the podcast. How are we find you today? Oh, good, good. Thanks for having me back on, Trevor, and thanks for your listeners for, for tuning in today. Uh, we've got a little round of uh, drill results out from the Wildcat project up there in Nevada. Uh, the, the project or the the drill program this go round was twelve holes, you know, about you know twelve hundred fifty meters uh, in total of the whole thing. But it was designed for infill drilling and some mineral resource conversion. You know, let's first talk about you know generally the results of what you're seeing, and then kind of build on if you have succeeded in what you sought out to do with this drill program? Yeah, I think, uh, you know, Trevor, one important thing that, that, that most junior companies, you know, don't really understand or, or don't do or, or, or investors don't, don't understand either is that as much as we're in the business to add ounces in a systematic and scientific manner, we're also in the business of risk mitigation, okay? And that's very important for people to know. So the program, as you mentioned, was designed for resource conversion to see what the conversion rate is from inferred to indicated, because that has implications on your cost per discoverable ounce. Then we wanted to see what the geotech was, so how steep we can make the pit wall. And the big one uh, that could be a showstopper for these things is is the metallurgy. So the program, you know, was successfully ex- executed. Um, you know, every time we put a hole in between two holes to do the conversion, it, it, it exceeded what was, was in the block model, which was spectacular. What we saw in hole 10, too, was, was really two things. We wanted to test the geotech in the north side of the pit wall, but also we believed that the, this hydrothermal breccia plunges to the northwest. And sure enough, we put the hole through the pit wall and hit 42 meters of 0.87, um, 50 meters outside the pit. So that now that pushes the pit wall 50 meters outside, and now we'll have to drill another geotech hole because now that's no longer the pit wall. Uh, mm-hmm. So very successful on a, on a geological level, not so successful on a, on a geotechnical level, but the rock mechanics looked really good. Uh, hole, um, the other hole we drilled is uh, hole six, Hole six, again, was a conversion hole, um, but also we wanted to test the, the bottom parts of, of the oxide pit shell, um, you know, because the previous resource was done with historical drilling. So lo and behold, again, we extend the pit wall by, by 50 meters. Um, so again, pushing that oxide pit another 50 meters down um, which was, was, was very, very exciting. Uh, and, you know, hole seven was, was just, again, another infill hole. The, the other holes were over 100 meters apart. So, again, to see that nice, that ni- nice, nice conversion rate uh, is very exciting. And the other thing, too, is that we're noticing as we get deeper and closer to the northwest, we're seeing a lot more magmatic hydrothermal brecciation which was never ever previously identified. And why it wasn't identified is because it was all drilled with RC. So mm. we not only had to do core to do the MET in the geotech, but we also wanted to do core to put 
a more robust geological model around this because trying to identify a magmatic hydrothermal breccia and in a fragmental in a fragmental volcanoclastic is in, in chips is nearly impossible okay so people didn't understand the controls of, of where everything was going and also we see a switch from kaolinite to elite so it's very indicative that we're getting closer to to the heat source that is driving driving this this low solvidation epithermal so very successful program we'll have one more batch of of holes come out um you know from a news flow perspective you'll see you know like I said, two more, maybe one more batch of holes. Uh, then you'll see we did a massive uh, regional sampling program and mapping program. We've identified multiple other of these hydrothermal, magmatic hydrothermal vents, like like the main deposit, um, that uh, have never been drilled. Uh, so you'll see the scalability. Then you'll see the network starting to come out, which will remove the main showstopper. Uh, then you'll see the resource, and then you'll see the PEA, and then you'll have a big, nice, sexy drill program to show how big this thing is really going to be. Because as, as your listeners may or may not know, in Nevada, there's two types of permits. There's a notice of operation, which gives you five acres, and then a plan, which you can basically almost drill whatever you, you kind of permit, whatever you want. Um, and neither Mountain View or Wildcat have ever had a plan of operations on them. So, you know, for Wildcat, for example, we've only been drilling on five acres of 17,000 acres. So, you know, for, you know, GSV has been around for 10 years. It just got bought for $232 million by Orla. You know, they were at 1.3 million ounces. We're at 1.2 and haven't even scratched the surface yet, okay? Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And the key thing is that these programs, like I said, uh, we're in the risk mitigation business, so you want to remove those risks uh, so that when you do a bigger drill program, you've already designed the economics on, on, on the main pits. I, I remember you and I chatted about this last month or maybe longer than that about you know the, the strategy of risk mitigation during this volatile market that – Fingers crossed. Hopefully, we, we we have seen the the worst of. Uh, but this is it's really interesting because you know these results on the on the cover of it aren't necessarily the 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 flashiest results, but they are very successful results when it comes to doing exactly what the company is set out to do during this time. So let's talk about timelines here. You know, you mentioned kind of the, that chronological order of of events that you see uh, the, the business strategy of millennial moving forward. When do we get to that point to where, you know, investors are going to expect that big flashy, sexy drill program. When does that happen? You know, um, right now all the baseline EA work has been done. Uh, we will submit the, the exploration plan of operations to the BLM uh, by the end of October so it could be, you know, basically six months to to a year, and I, I I don't I don't have an answer for that. But I think sure. you know one of the things too is that uh, November third, the Waterton block, the last block comes off. Um, people look at that as an artificial overhang. The reality mm-hmm. is is that we've been very proactive. Every time a block comes out, we place that block with key institutional or high net worth people 
Um, so, you know, the, they started at 19.9, they're at seven and a half. And by, you know, November 5th, they will be completely off the register. So there'll be no more artificial overhang. And then we show the scalability on, on, on all the surface samples identify exactly what you're going to drill anyway. So you can see, you know, basically the surface sample is got 0 0.1, 0 0.5 gram, um, right at surface. So you, you can identify what we're going to drill anyways, and you can show the, the, the scale of, of, of what we're really looking at. Um, so that, that, that'll happen. And I think the, the key thing is, is, is showing the metallurgy because uh, that's a that can be a major showstopper, and and the initial results uh, that are coming in, we're uh, we're very pleased with, and I'll leave it at that. All right, uh, you, I, you you've got a nice uh, bank account. I mean, you raised a lot of money back in the spring uh, before the worst of the worst happened. So kudos for that. Uh, so I'm assuming the bank account continues to be healthy, which allows you to continue to do this risk mitigation work. Uh, you know, more of a holistic question for you, Jason. I'm just kind of curious how difficult it has been for you over the summer and into this fall of balancing um, both the uh, the technical exploration work, but also managing the company's equity during this time. Has it been challenging for you at all? Yeah, you know, we're, we're very lucky to have, you know, like I said, some of the best institutional shareholders on, on, on the street. And, and you you know that, Trevor. Like I said, we're 65% held by the biggest funds globally, really. Um, so, you know, only 16.5% retail. So it, when this thing goes, it is going to go quick. Um, you know, that's a that's always a part of our business is, is managing – uh, market cycles and, and really you know I love to go drill the shit out of everything right now but you know what we how we create value is either you add ounces or you permit ounces so permitted ounces in Nevada go for a hundred bucks we're at 20 you know Anglo just bought Coors uh, I forget where they're called there uh, I forget what Sterling was, uh, for $165 an ounce okay so next year, we were going to do this big drill program, but reality is, is that if the market stays like this, you know, you got to be very conservative on how you create value. And one thing people, you know, don't get me wrong, sexy, big drill results are great and we want to do that. But if you have 7 million bucks to spend next year, what's the most accretive way we can spend that money? So... By getting the engineering done and submitting that to NEPA, now those ounces are worth a hundred bucks. Or I can drill, but I'm gonna have to quadruple my resource to get the same metric, right? Because you know, unpermitted ounces trade at like twenty six thirty, but permitted trade at a hundred. So if I only can allocate seven million dollars, well to quadruple or triple my resource in a year. Yeah. I like, you know, we have a great team, but I don't know about that one. You know, it'd be asking, it'd be asking a lot from any. Yeah. Time. And, and, and like I said, the market's going to change for sure. And we're geared up and ready to go. And, and as soon as we get that permit and the market changes, by all means, we will drill the shit out of this thing uh, and, and, and show the, the real scale. But you know, again, you in in this market, 
you know, you got to be very conscious of what you do uh, because, mm-hmm. yeah, okay, we could probably go, if we wanted to go raise more money right now or early next year, we, we could go do that. But you're going to raise it at 25, 30 cents. It's going to be attached with a, a probably a full warrant. Half the book is going to be hedge funds. So you're just blowing up your cap table. What, to, to show show growth? Oh, you know, people in this business, things don't happen in, 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 in six months or two months. You know, GSV took 10 years, and what they've done will we'll kind of get done in the next two years. So one last question for you, Jason. I mean, you've got the year of many big institutional pockets. What are you hearing from them in the last week after this these moves and precious metals? Anything anything new? Has sentiment on their end changed? You know, I I think it it's starting to change. I do. Um, you know, what's going on uh in, in this whole war situation I think is is is, is starting to kind of really be reflected in, in, in the gold price. You're seeing the, the dollar starting to slip. You're seeing other currencies just pretty much implode. Uh, and I think the narrative's slowly changing, but people are on the fun side are very, very cautious. Um, and to put it in perspective, you know, when we were at Beaver Creek, there was big institutions there literally going to see what gold company they were selling. So that was very scared a couple of months ago or, or a month and a half ago. But I think now the perception is is slowly, the narrative is slowly starting to change as you're seeing all these currencies get absolutely destroyed and the war starting to really escalate. All right. Uh, that's your update from Millennial Precious Metals. Obviously more news out of them in the coming weeks. Uh, you can check in with Jason Kosick and his team if you are attending the New Orleans Investment Conference next week. He'll be there. Uh, but, Jason, uh, best of luck with and safe travels for you the next couple of weeks, and we'll catch you again on, uh, you know, on the flip side. Sounds good. Thanks a lot, Trevor, and thanks for your listeners for paying attention to it. The information presented should not be considered investment advice. Mining Stock Daily and its affiliates are not responsible for any loss arising from any investment decision in connection with the material presented herein. Please do your own research or speak with a licensed financial representative before making any investment decisions.